Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means Queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who of the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Yesterday, I had some really good news because I was able to go and celebrate uh, my mum's 80th birthday with her, having had it postponed because she and my dad and my aunt and my aunt's sister-in-law and my niece got COVID. But yesterday, we were able to... Oh, this needs to go down a bit. Yesterday, we were able to meet. So that was wonderful, wonderful good news. And I want to show you a picture. Is that, can that picture come up, first one? So a year ago, this little bundle of joy arrived in the Ewing's family. Uh, this is Alfie. And Becca considered, Becca's 23, mind you, considered this to be such good news that she set up an Instagram account just for Alfie so she could put photos on and tell everyone else how wonderful her puppy was because he was that good much good news and she wanted to share it. Last week, Ella Armstrong went running up to Joe downstairs to tell her that she and her family would be going to Disney World. It was Disney World, wasn't it? She was going to Disney World in Easter, and she was so excited that she wanted to share that good news with Joe, and Joe was so excited she wanted to go with her in her suitcase. Unfortunately, that wasn't quite, uh, quite allowed. So we've been hearing, haven't we? We heard about the good news of the arrival of a baby, but there might be all sorts of good news that we hear week by week that we want to share with other people. Good news of engagements or good news of great marks in tests that we've heard. Good news that we want to share. And we love good news. We can't wait to share it. It kind of bubbles up and we want to be able to pass it on. And in this Bible story that we're looking at today, Philip, one of Jesus' followers, is really excited because he is wanting to share the good news of Jesus, which is the best news in the world, with this man that he meets on this journey for Jerusalem to Gaza. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago, last time we all met together, we talked about how every person has been made different. Every person has been given different gifts and abilities to help us, the church, to really grow. We were looking at the body and how we had all those different gifts and how we could be the best that we can be for God. 
Well, today, we're thinking about the fact that for some people are really good at sharing the good news of Jesus with other people. And God gives them, those people, the opportunity to do it a lot of the time. And they love to talk about Jesus. And Philip is one of those people. Philip is one of those people. He didn't mind whether he spoke to lots of people at once about Jesus or whether he spoke to just one person at a time. He just wanted to share the good, good news. And he loved Jesus so much that he was not able to keep that news to himself. He wanted it to be shared with everyone. So some people are really gifted at sharing Jesus with others. It's something they find themselves doing a lot and they find it easy to bring the conversation around to talking about Jesus and they find it easy to help people to become Christians. Those people are called evangelists. Hello, evangelists. They're called evangelists anyway. And there you go, 1950s evangelist. So they are, they're called evangelists. And Philip was one of them. They're people who are really good at sharing that good news. But, you know, we can't sit here and go, well, that's okay, because that's, that's not me. Because all Christians, all Christians are given the job of sharing the good news of Jesus with one another, with other people. We're all called to do that to some extent. That's what Jesus asked, asked us to do when he said, Go and make disciples. We're to use our words and our actions and our life to help people to come to know Jesus and to understand how they can know him and how they can be followers of him. So what can we learn from Philip to help us to share the good news of Jesus? What can we learn from this story? Well, quite simply, we need to be prepared to go, to go. Every day, you and I go to different places. Some of you are going to school, lots of you are going to school or to work. Some of us might meet up with friends and family. Some of us might go to coffee together. In this story, God tells Philip through an angel to go on a journey, which takes him to meet someone who he can talk about Jesus. He's willing to go. He's obedient to what God says, even though it might have felt very inconvenient. You see, Philip had been in a big city and he'd been doing this sort of thing, talking about Jesus for a while and crowds had gathered around to listen to him and he was telling them everything. And he's been making a difference and people are paying attention to what he said and there's been miracles going on. And he's probably getting really well known and quite famous and people are quite impressed by him and they're thinking, wow, this guy's got something really important to say. But God has got a different plan for him. He wants him to go and just meet with one person, someone who's really different from him, to tell that person about Jesus. You see, this guy he's talking to is an Ethiopian, and he's from Africa. He's not a local. He knew a bit about God. He'd even been up to church or up to the temple to Jerusalem, and he had lots of questions. He was interested in finding out more, but he needed someone to come and help him understand. So the question is, are we, as St. Swithin's church family, as Christians in this place, are we young and old, in the middle, all of us willing to go? Do we have that sense of urgency and recognize that all of us, as followers of Jesus, have that call on our lives to go out for him, to meet with people, to tell our friends about the good news do you believe that it's good news, that Jesus is good news 
for a whole world? Do we want to tell people that he's come to rescue us, to rescue us from sin, to forgive us and give a new life? Do we believe that the most important thing that we could do for anyone that we love and care about is to go purposefully to them and introduce them to Jesus? There's nothing more important. I knew a guy once who told a story of how it had taken him years and years as a Christian to tell one of his very best friends that he was a Christian. And when he finally did this, his friend was really sad. And he said to him, why did you take so long to tell me this? If Jesus is so important to you, why didn't you tell me sooner? And that made my friend squirm and feel uncomfortable because Jesus is good news. In this story, God sends Philip to someone he doesn't know, to a stranger. And Philip runs up to the chariot as it's rattling along the road, sees the man's reading a bit of the Bible, and he asks him a question. Do you understand what you are reading? He's willing to go to this stranger. So we need to be prepared not just to go, but to speak as well. We often think, don't we, that it's enough for us to try and live out our faith with our friends and family and school or wherever. And the speaking bit about Jesus somehow freaks us out. We don't know what to say or how to say it. But you know, the term evangelism is about proclamation. It's about speaking about Jesus and sharing how God rescues us from sin and about Jesus' death and resurrection. And Easter is a fantastic time for us to take opportunity to do that. And Philip here uses his words. He doesn't just scramble around in the dark getting all muddled. He goes straight to the Bible and he focuses on Jesus. You see, this guy is reading a bit of the Old Testament and from Isaiah. And Philip helps the man to understand that even that bit of Old Testament is about Jesus. He's not pushy with the man and having asked him a question to open up the conversation, the man invites him into the chariot and to explain what that passage is saying. Now, I don't know about you, but it seems much more sensible in my head to go to Scripture to share the good news of Jesus than to make it up off the top of my head. I do get muddled when I try and do that. But I guess the big question for all of us then is how well do we know our Bibles? How well do we know the Jesus of the Bible? How well do we know the Bible stories? Have you noticed how incredible our memories are for learning songs? Last night I was in the O2 with Adrian listening to Genesis. Now that those of you of a certain age will know who I'm talking about. But as they played songs from the 1980s and the 1990s, all the words came back to me. It's quite bizarre. I found myself, I'm not even a big fan, it's Adrian that's the fan. I found myself singing along and because the words were deeply, deeply ingrained in me. My children know almost all the words to Hamilton, to the musical, except there's a really complicated rap in the middle which they struggle with, but almost all the words to the whole show. I think that's really challenging because we can remember words to songs, but how well can we, do we know our Bibles, to know our stories? Do, do we have favorite verses that stick in our minds that when we talk to people about Jesus, they're there and they come tumbling out of us? We know that personal testimony is a wonderful and powerful tool for sharing Jesus with our friends. People love to hear stories, and it's a great way into conversation. 
But I guess the challenge from this passage for me is actually we need to keep our focus on Jesus and to point him rather than it just our story overwhelming the situation. Wouldn't it be amazing if as a church family we had a culture of not just talking about Jesus with one another, which is a fantastic thing to do, but of coming together Sunday by Sunday and being able to share good news stories of conversations that we've had about Jesus outside of this church, outside in our school, outside in our workplace, outside with our neighbors. Not all of us are like Philip. Not all of us would be given the label evangelist, but some of us are, and some of us could be, even the youngest among you. We're all, share, we're all called, though, to share that good news with other people. Peter wrote this, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. That is about using our words. So as we finish, I wonder how many of you take part in a sport that you love. I want to see some hands. Who's got a sport that they love, that they love to spend time not watching, but doing? <laughs> Who loves a sport? Who's got a sport that they love? Hang on. What sport do you love? Running. running. You love running? What do you love, George? Football. Football. Hockey. Hockey. Two hockeys, a few footballs. Yep. Skateboarding and gymnastics. Okay, skateboarding, gymnastics. Netball. Netball. Swimming. Swimming. At the back, yeah. Tennis. Yeah, yell it at me, James. Football. Hannah. Ella. Hockey. 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 Ooh, we've got a lot of hockey players in the room. Right, keep your hand up if you want to be an Olympic hockey player or an Olympic tennis player or an Olympic... Do they do skateboarding? Yes, they do. do you, got a couple who would like to be in the Olympics. Fantastic. When you love a sport, you take part in that sport as much as you possibly can. You practice, you enjoy being part of a team and it brings you joy, doesn't it, as you play. You may play really regularly and you may be pretty good. But you're not necessarily going to be an Olympic standard. Although you might, don't give up if that's what you want to do. Does that mean you don't bother playing anymore? I really hope not. No, absolutely. Of course it doesn't. Just because um, you're never going to get to the Olympics doesn't mean that you should give up running, swimming or whatever it is. Just because you may be, never be Billy Graham, that's for those of you of an older generation, who was a really famous evangelist, or you're never going to be a Philip, or you're never going to be a Simon Gillibode, for those of you who know who I'm talking about now. Many of you know that you were called still to share your faith. It's still really important to do that. It's our call as a Christian, and we practice, and we practice. So let's do what we can, not give up, but learn to be able to share our faith with confidence and ask God's Spirit to help us to do that, that we not only go, but we speak the words um, that God has given us that share Jesus with others. I don't know about you, but 
that for me is my primary driver. I long for people I love and know to know Jesus. So maybe this week you want to have a think. Who do I long? Who do I really want to be able to share Jesus with in the places that I live and work? Let's pray together and then I'm going to hand over to Tim. Lord, these stories, this story of Philip um, and the Ethiopian is really challenging to us and we, we so often think, oh my goodness, I can't possibly do that. But nothing's impossible with you. And we simply know that we have good news, that we're friends with you, that you have made that possible because of your son and we long for others to know Jesus. So please would you help us Please would you give us words. Please would you give us a love for him and a love for your word. Please would you make us bold and confident. And we thank you that we never go out on our own because your spirit lives within us, equipping us, helping us, giving us what we need. And we pray that that would be the the case this week, that in a week's time we'd have stories of little ways in which we have shared Jesus with others. Amen.